is good. All the time. All the time. All the time. Man, we need to do better than that. God is good. All the time. Amen, amen. Uh, so we are in the second week of Advent, and we are following the lectionary. We're taking a break from our Genesis series uh, to follow the lectionary text, and we are in the Isaiah um, text, which is Isaiah 11, 1 through 10, um, and I have entitled uh, this short sermon, Longing for Shalom. And uh, I'm going to just start off with reading. Isaiah 11, 1 through 10, and this is from the Common English Bible. A shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse, and a branch will sprout from his roots. The Lord's Spirit will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of planning and strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. He will delight in fearing the Lord. He won't judge by appearances, nor decide by hearsay. He will judge the needy with righteousness and will decide with equity for those who suffer in the land. He will strike the violent with the rod of his mouth. By the breath of his lips, he will kill the wicked. Righteousness will be the belt around his hips and faithfulness the belt around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie with the young goat. The calf and the young lion will feed together and a little child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze, their young will lie down together, and a lion will eat straw like an ox. A nursing child will play over the snake's hole. Toddlers will reach right over the serpent's den. They won't harm or destroy anywhere on my holy mountain. The earth will surely be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, just as the water covers the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations will seek him out, and his dwelling will be glorious. God, thank you so much for your word, and will your word go forth um, from this place into our hearts and out into um, our lives, and um, your spirit embolden us and empower us to live into um, the words that you've given us in your name. Amen. As God's people, we live embracing the now, but with eyes set forward on a vision, with vision. Another way to put this is that we are a people of desire. We are a people that long, a people longing for shalom. And so even if we are in the midst of hard things, even if you find yourselves struggling, um, we as Christians and followers of Jesus also have a vision set before us, a vision of shalom, a vision of how the kingdom should be, and we look forward, we live into that hope, into that vision. Amen? Amen. All right. So they call me Bruce. This is a little story about uh, when I was in second or third grade, and some of you may have heard this. I was in elementary school. And I was new to Richardson, Texas, to the school. And I think I was the only Asian American in the school. It was Texas, you know, Texas. And so um, only Asian American in the school, and I was new. Um, and so I was getting my bearings, trying to figure out how the ropes go, trying to sit with people in the cafeteria, make friends, see who would be nice to me. Um, went through the first week. 
uh, hadn't made any friends. But then uh, there was another kid who transferred into our class uh, from another school. And upon walking home from school, I saw this kid being surrounded by a bunch of our classmates. And he was being made fun of. They were bullying him. And my heart just, something just triggered, right? The, the Korean rage in my heart just triggered. And, um, and I wanted to help him. I saw injustice. I wanted to help him. He was being bullied. And in the split instant, I did what the only thing I knew that I could do. I jumped in the middle of all of them, and I went, Aah! right? And then did the Bruce Lee, you know, nose to the thumb. Um, and then, I don't know if this was God or divine intervention, uh, but there was a chain on the ground, right? This metal chain. It was second, second grade, third year. You know, I picked up the chain and started swinging it around like they were nunchucks. And these kids freaked out. They're like, you know, I'm Asian, right? They watch kung fu, martial arts. So they took off. And I walked home with the new boy, and we became friends. Even at a young age, I had a heart. God was building in my heart a heart for justice. And the other thing to take note of is that I took sides against the bully and for the one being made fun of or teased. And that's how I'm built now. I will always root for the underdog. I will always rail against the machine. I will always go against the bully. I will always look after the weaker. And so that's a part of it. The other part of that story that I wanted you guys to know is that I capitalized on the fear of the unknown, and I capitalized on stereotypes, right? Being Asian, so I must know martial arts, I must know karate, and uh, in order to defend someone, to bring some sort of justice in order to tip the scales. But in our passage today, uh, from the lectionary from Isaiah, the prophet tells of one who will rise up from the ashes, actually from a stump rise up from the ashes, from the stump of Jesse. It's the same type of imagery, right? Out of nothing will rise up this king. In the line of David, a king will rise up, a ruler, a strong, benevolent king, a just king, one who will tip the scales of justice and give righteousness for the needy and judge on behalf of the plaintiffs, those who suffer on the land. He will bring wisdom and understanding and knowledge and planning and strength and authority to set things right, to set things straight. With this king will come a new vision, the holy grail of change. You know, you hear candidates, politicians all the time playing the change ticket, right? Let's bring change. We need change. Uh, but this prophesied savior, this prophesied king will bring change, right? The ultimate, the end all of change. He will be the true abolisher of the status quo. A new kingdom whose subjects amazingly live in peace. The king will turn things upside down. 
and turn it all around on behalf of those who suffer in the land to give righteousness to the poor. Just look at the list, right, that follows. A wolf and a lamb, a leopard and a goat, a calf and a young lion, a cow and a bear, lion and an ox, child and a snake, toddler and a serpent. In these scenarios, you would expect a bloodbath, right? In nature, you would expect a bloodbath. And instead, there's togetherness. There's peace. These creatures are lying down together. They're cuddling right? in safety. Uh, no one's afraid. No one's running away. What is a violent world of predator and prey is now a world of peace. And the animals are just kicking it. Right? They're just kicking it, watching TV together. Wazoo cougars and UW huskies, right? They're, they're sitting together in one place in peace, affirming and encouraging each other, right? Um, it is into this vision of shalom, this land of peace, that this great king will stand in glory. That's the vision of Isaiah. And all the nations will gather together, seeking him out, and his house will be glorious. Isn't that an amazing picture? Right? That ancient curse in Eden, right? Doesn't God say, now human beings will stomp on the head of the serpent? <laughs> right? And the snake, the serpent, will bite at the ankles of people. Right? Because there will be enmity, animosity, between these two. And the image you have is a child. Can you imagine your own child, your own toddler or infant reaching their hand into a snake's hole? Right? What would you, how would you react? You'd be like, no! No! Right? Or a toddler hanging out with a serpent. Right? You'd be chopping that snake apart. Um, but this image of a turnaround of a peaceable kingdom, of a place where things that shouldn't uh, go together, things that shouldn't be at peace, are at peace. Um, and I think this is hard in uh, a, the season of Advent, uh, where we're waiting and we're longing for the Messiah. We're waiting and longing for a Messiah to come. And yet we're also all too aware of the realities of our world where there isn't peace or things are hard or there is injustice or uh, one side is joyous and celebrating and the other side is struggling, right? And it's the end of the world almost. And we live in that tension and we're like, what? Where are you, God? Where are you, Jesus Christ? Come, Lord Jesus, come. Right? Um, but as a people of God, we live embracing the now, um, but with our eyes set forward with a vision. We are visionary people. Followers of Jesus are visionary people. What does it mean to be visionary? It means that you have a picture of what should be, of what could be, and you hope into that. You live into that as if it can be a reality, even when everything around you is saying, 
No, 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 no. You're saying, nevertheless, right? Nevertheless, I will live like this because Jesus is Lord. Amen? Amen. Woo. Amen. Um, last week I spoke about how Advent is a season of active waiting for Christians. We don't passively or deterministically live unengaged with the here and now simply waiting to be taken up into heaven when we die. But we take Jesus' words to heart. Be woke. Stay alert. We are to be a people of desire, a people longing for shalom, and living to create pockets of the kingdom of God right around us, wherever you are. And the most powerful thing we can do corporately to hope actively, to engage in the present time and moment um, with kingdom-oriented vision is prayer, is prayer, right? Prayer is the ultimate expression of hope. Prayer is the ultimate expression of engaging in the present yet having a vision for the future because you're asking God, come, make it so. Let it be. Um, so today, we are going to be praying. Go figure. Uh, and we've uh, created, carved out space uh, in our service to do a, gui- a time of guided prayer. Um, this whole past week, people have signed up and have been surrounding our week and our time each day with prayer. And... Um, and we've had little things, little uh, points of prayer for all of us to pray around. And um, we're going to do that. We're going to take some time to pray in groups and then to share. Um, and then there will be also a time of prayer ministry to come individually and be prayed for. Um, and we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to lift up our prayers, lift up our voices to God and expecting him to come powerfully, expecting the king to come and bring shalom among us. Amen? Um, So at this time, the worship team will come up and we'll have a song and then Sean will come explain some more things.